This is the Perspective Podcast, a podcast where we talk about trending and topical issues from around the world. My name is Emmanuel, and with me as always is Josh. Josh? Hi, Emmanuel. How are you doing today? Good to hear from you. How have you been? Good to hear from you too as well. I've been, I've been good. I've been great. Um, it's the end of the month, and I'm excited for, <laughs> for the new month. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. Good to hear from you. Okay, so let's get right into today's episode of the podcast. So um, on today's episode of the podcast, we're talking about uh, the crypto one ball. And really what we just want to talk about is uh, just two things. We're going to be asking the question, is crypto a Ponzi scheme? And then we're going to be talking about like um, the crash and the following dealings of uh, some crypto exchanges. So that's basically uh, basically what we're going to talk about today. So, Josh, I mean, we've had a previous episode about crypto. I mean, we tagged that one, Crypto Chris, and where we went in to talk about what crypto was, uh, you know, people's transaction on crypto. Talked about like um, um, even give a an advice before uh, getting into crypto. A lot of those I know. A lot has happened between that time and now. <laughs> I think that episode yeah. was in 2022, or it was 20, no, it's 2021, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. 2021. And I remember after that episode, uh, my friend at that time, Stephen, he has been on the episode on the podcast once, and tossing because at that time, uh, both of them were like serious um, crypto enthusiasts, and then because they listened to it like right, right after we posted it, and they called me and were like nah like that they didn't agree with what i what we said on the podcast and all of those stuff right. and then i was like we will see <laughs> <laughs> like that was my response there that we will see like i did because i didn't i didn't want to like talk too much i just said we will see and then looking back now it seems like we've come such a long way to what has happened between that period so yeah. josh can you talk about even um what has happened between 2021 and now I mean, well, you know, uh, one, one thing about it is that crypto, 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 uh, well, I don't even know where to start from. But I think <laughs> one of the one of the reasons why we probably have um, this conversation now, given that we've had this yeah. before, is due to the recent happenings in the space, in the crypto space, right? And one thing yeah. that we'll say for sure is that crypto space, let me use the word, the crypto space has actually evolved over the years yeah, and of course yeah. this is not even the first step that we have been um we have been at different facet of our civilization you know different mm-hmm. facet yeah. in history different point of history and uh, typically the way i see things these days uh, i mean as someone who is into the technology space is that um these are one of those things that happen i mean back in the days in the turn of civilization as we know it our our ancestors like they say discovered fire and discovered stone and discovered that and they, they, they I mean these things come and then it shocks them and they, oh my this this is you know this is a brand new thing and everybody is even during the industrial revolution and all of those stuff so I mean this is not something new that when something seemingly new is you know we get to a stage that is seemingly new or we get to invent something you know, everybody wants to be a part of it, and the, the crazy the initial crazy is always there. And of course, it's going to metamorphose over the period of time. 
And really, if you want to talk about crypto space, I'm not going to say cryptocurrency in particular because it's a space that has a lot of facets, a lot of this um, multifaceted. The one is going to be honest about that, right? And uh, one of the yeah, things that has led us to where we have we are currently, everywhere this now we know it, it, at the NFTs. I mean, that is another aspect of you know the crypto space. There's yeah. so much, but it's not just about the cryptocurrency. Web is even the, it like it kind of like. A part of yeah. that space it, well. it, it is a, it's just an, it's just another way of, of, of saying the same thing and i believe yeah actually is going to get to, to that to that part you know to that i'm going to make that point in this particular podcast but i think we should even track back a drag back a little bit i mean how, how did all of this get started how did we even get here to begin with that really these all started in 2008 when there was the great recession and there was a mysterious man that was kind of working on an invention behind the scene. And the invention, you know, which he see, he saw as revolutionary and as many as many persons who actually believed in him at that point, and probably we still have many more who still believe in his idea and see it as revolutionary. You know, and the whole point is that you want to have a currency, and this is one of those things we discussed in the podcast, the previous one, like Ibanez said before. And I would actually suggest that if anyone has not listened to that podcast, they should listen to it before actually completing this particular one because it actually needs basis for this. And I'm not going to go over what money is and how it's made up of exchange, blah blah blah. Yet we did say those things in the podcast, right? So, but this guy's vision is to have a a you know a financial system that is decentralized that's the whole thing is as simple as that and it's digital you know you have a currency that is digital and this instead of it being uh, you know being regulated by a central body like the central bank as we currently have in nigeria that's you know the torso of the new currency at all instead of you having all of this you know rubbish just all of us should be the regulator because our everything is going to be on a blockchain, right? And the blockchain is going to serve us more like the ledger that actually tracks all transactions. And that's it. And he named the, the invention Bitcoin. And of course, he signed it uh, when, when when he released the paper for, for the invention. He, the, the paper was signed under a pseudonym uh, called uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. And we don't even know who the guy is up to date. <laughs> right. And that is how it yeah. all started. You're right. And before we know it, Bitcoin was now uh, Bitcoin was now used by a few persons to actually make real life transactions. And before you know it, actually caught the interest of the many suit so the people in the, in the Silicon Valley, the rich men, you know, like the Winklevoss uh, twist, if I get that correctly. You know, they just recently won a lawsuit from from Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and they invested a lot in crypto. At the point they are like in, in Bitcoin rather, at the point they are like one percent of the entire Bitcoin volume. Which is which is enormous, right? So we had more people come across. Yeah, and yeah. one thing is that they was always trying to be this, trying to get a use case for you know this currency. It's digital. It's not going to be regulated. Has it? And it all went on like that. And it's just a blockchain technology. And then we had Ethereum come along, and Ethereum basically is more like Bitcoin, except that Ethereum makes the. Uh, blockchain available and with it you can just you don't need to create your own blockchain to create your own cryptocurrency you can just use ethereum's blockchain took a few things and there you go you have your your coin and that's blew everything off because from that point onward what we had was not just bitcoin and ethereum 
we had shit coin, Jesus coin, um, Ponzi coin, coin. like called Dodge, like I mean, we have so many coins and we have so many tricks into this. And then after some while, that craze went down as we all know, right? And then before we know it, yeah. something else came on board, NFTs. Everybody started shouting NFTs. And really what actually made NFTs really, really popular was when people sold this artwork for $69.3 million <laughs> to, <laughs> to Metacobin. And Metacobin was initially revealed to be one guy like the big niche Sidra she or something like that, right? That bought the artwork. And there's a point I really want to make here is that, yeah, all, you know, the, the original idea that came along with the whole Bitcoin thing was, or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency was that it's a digital currency, right? That people are going to use to, you know, to have purchasing ability just like we have it with real currency and other means of exchange. However, we saw that the use cases for the most part was not that. In fact, most people say that like they, they actually so this is the crypto space as an investment mechanism. That is not a currency. Yeah. That is not what the currency does. You don't buy, you don't, you don't stock, you don't like uh, like start Nera in your house and say that you become rich, like because it's going to have some investment, it's going to have some return on it. You don't do that. But people actually buy Bitcoin and hope that. <laughs> It increases in value and so that they can make money from it. So it defeats the old purpose and it makes it like, you know, it makes the old thing the idea when you think more about it. Like you want to have, you have to think, you want to take it with some piece of sort. Moreover, there is there is a fixed amount of volume of Bitcoin in circulation, maybe 12 billion or so. I don't know. And it begs yeah. the question because if one Bitcoin can worth more than it is tomorrow, what happens to the other ones? That, that's the question we want to ask. So, if there are 12 Bitcoin in circulation and that's a fixed amount, if one, what more than one today, then what happens? <laughs> and that's another part. So most people, and you know, the only way it now like it makes sense, which we actually did mention in that uh, last episode, where maybe, which is the reason why your friends actually tackled you a bit, was that for you to make money in the crypto space, some other persons have to lose. <laughs> because you yeah, have we to mention it. Uh, yeah, we mentioned we it mention- to play the balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty balanced. If if there's a fixed volume, you know, and it's one worth more than what it was yesterday, then you have to, you know, create the balance somewhere. It means that somebody else is going to lose. That's just I me. Mean, it's normal logic, but you know, people really didn't do that. So a lot yeah. of people actually went to the crypto space, whether by purchasing cryptocurrencies like Ethereum, Bitcoin, or going to NFTs, you know, and of course, NFTs is just like another way of the branding the cryptocurrency world because most of the times, like, you do not see the use case. There have been a lot of people have been trying so hard to find use cases for, you know, even the blockchain that, uh, even the technology that started the basis of the crypto world, which is the blockchain technology. But we really haven't seen, like, something that extraordinary. I mean, it's a good thing, yeah, really, it but it's not as revolutionary it's not as revolutionary as people want it to be in fact bitcoin you can you know the blockchain can only process seven transactions at a time for bitcoin seven transactions at a time in one second i mean compare that to mastercard that processes like tens of thousands of you know transactions in like in in, in a second something like that so (laughs) it's not it doesn't really have that use case of many people you know uh would say it is or will actually say that uh you know um like it's sad to you know the old revolution thing that is going to really come but you know coming yeah. to what we're talking about what you would just say is that in some sense and in a very large sense it's more or less a multi-level marketing scheme 
for the men in suits, basically for the for the mermaid. <laughs> so we have different Ponzi schemes, right? We there are Ponzi schemes. We say maybe these ones are not smart, but these ones are for are for the smart people, for the tech people, for for the people who are actually in the technology space and all. And that's exactly what we, we we've actually experienced by the time. And what you will see is that the big corporations, people with the money, and the early investors. I'm going to call them that now. But the one that actually made a lot of money from from the crypto world, they made a lot of money. It's just like people, for instance, like six nine million dollars. We have so many NFTs this this. Then you can send one at work at work for like a lot of money. These days you can't. You probably sell a collection <laughs> for some amount, you know. And basically that's what MetaCovin was trying to do. MetaCovin has had known people that you know it was more like an inside work. And you know, Emmanuel, so like we were talk. Once I even now discover is that there were so many big companies, you know, all, all these venture capital that actually went into crypto and deep into crypto and made a lot of money at the expense of some person's loss. And I'm going to give an example, yeah. but let me explain the way it works. Oftentimes, when you create all these coins like shitcoin or Ponzi scam or Jesus coin or Dogecoin, wherever, you see all these people come and invest in it in the LST. So that would drive the prices up. Tell we retailers like you and I then start to buy into this coin, put our money in there, put our real naira or real dollars in those coins, and then after a while they liquidate the position, and that is it. That will cause a major crash. Remember in was it last year, twenty twenty one, when Tesla started accepting Bitcoin as a payment, and they actually bought some Bitcoin. Do you remember? And after a while, right. they sold everything, and Bitcoin crashed. Bitcoin has not even recovered since that crash up to now. And basically, that's what we saw. So the only investors made a lot of money, whereas retailers like you and I are left you know, to pick up the crumbs. And that's probably what we have. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's eventually just in that. And now we have different rebranding. So from cryptocurrency to NFTs now to Web3. <laughs> to Web3 blockchain based on that, basically. We have the Web2 is enough to, it's doing just what the Web3 is doing. There's not like any unique kind of quality. So that's what we say. So I will allow you to talk about it. Right, so yeah, amazing stuff. So the main question is, is crypto a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> Because um, when we look at like the amount of um, value that crypto space has lost between 2022, like around yeah. May, up until this time, that's about two trillion dollars like wiped out completely from the uh, crypto space. I know you mentioned how that um, a lot of um, people in the financial industry in the business world, the tech space actually used crypto as if like a marketing thing that yeah they just you know like um, you know how affiliate marketing works now that you have to bring people you pay some money you know and then you are registered <laughs> that kind of um old stuff like that's exactly what that's exactly what happened for a lot of um the crypto coins that as josh has explained and you know so- something else that I, I was just checking is that um um, I think a professor at um, in, in New York was talking about how that to classify crypto is really difficult because you can't compare to the past Ponzi schemes that existed in in the, in the past because it is not really a Ponzi scheme and it's not really a bubble because if you look at like the dot com crash and it was a bubble like people yeah. were you know, the, the the people were buying them dot com 
companies at very ridiculous prices and then everything crashed and then ponzi scheme um you know how ponzi works now you sell people a kind of dream and tell them oh yeah, yeah your money is going to be doubled at such a time yeah. and then everybody that came early is able to cash out and people that are left behind are not able to cash out because the cash flow stops but looking at um at crypto like there's no real cash flow like because there's no value that is created along the line like everything is just artificial like from the beginning to the end yeah and we, i think i think that's the point we've, we've established like there's nothing that crypto actually does like there's no problem like it actually solves yeah like it doesn't solve the whole revolution problem. is just in yeah. grammar that's all <laughs> yeah because everything he claims to solve there's already a solution for it yeah a better and more advanced system that works for everybody it works just fine i mean look, look then, at this look at this yeah. uh look at ai between 2020 and now we, we don't yeah. have to i mean AI. We, like people who are like in ai they have to like go around 10 years that is revolutionary before we know that it is revolutionary yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. you can literally see the use case in like in base of launch of chat gpt for instance <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, they, they they got to like a million users in matters of days in fact I mean, it's not- for developers <laughs> just, just just clocked one million subscribers like last week like since how many years they've been existing and it just one ai you know got that in days you can imagine and that's what we're talking about yeah exactly so crypto ponzi like um you know when i speak with people who are like crypto enthusiasts they do not like for crypto to be considered a ponzi scheme yeah because they now they now start to tell you about oh okay um crypto enables people to like do borderless transfers between you know countries you know and i'm like bro like i can literally use money transfer or union pay or send by flutter wave to yeah. send money to other people although mm-hmm. the, the 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 um the appeal of crypto is the fact that you like you can send it to anybody in the world like currently it's difficult to send like money or currency to like anybody in the world like you need to like find like a specific app to use or a specific uh you know company that does that so not every um, financial institution that enables you to like send money to every country in the world so it's easier to do it with bitcoin like when we look at it that way but but then and i'm like okay that is cool and fine but what else <laughs> <laughs> like, you know one, one thing that you even see that um it's it's a uh, one one major for me when it comes to crypto is that you know people who i will feel that actually have real problem with the current financial system especially the fact that it's country's regulated you want to ask them the question like do you, what do you want to do <laughs> that you are afraid that somebody is tracking you <laughs> i know you know this old deregulated system um decentralized as really you know you've already seen the effect of it i mean look at we have yeah. one middle example What's the name of these guys that crashed? Uh, um, our friend Friday in Bankman. Oh, okay, okay. FTX. FTX. I mean, that is what happens when people are not regulated. <laughs> yeah. 
that's exactly <laughs> what like they would swallow billions of dollars and then nothing be able to be covered from it but the yeah. when because of financial products like regulated financial products means that there's some level of insurance i mean for yeah. example in nigeria the monies are insured up to a certain amount of your deposit by the uh, nigeria the, the NIZ, NIDC, like the uh, the Nigerian Commission that ensures deposits. Like you have that in Nigeria. I mean, even yeah. in the US, you have your deposits um, insured up to a certain level. But for all these people talking about, oh, they are decentralized, they are this, if your money goes, that is the end. <laughs> yep. And you have to literally fight to get anything from it. And so it, it begs the question that who exactly does the decentralized system help? It seems like right. to me it just helps like individuals as you've mentioned to enrich yeah. their pocket and then to give like i feel like a lot of it just creates an illusion of a, an utopian world where oh mm, um right nobody like everybody like and the fact I is mean, that it is yeah, I, mean, I don't want to say it's impossible but in the current construct of the world the systems we have currently are doing more good than arm right and so there's no real need for us to really change a lot of them they can be improved but to change it completely and use like a different system i don't really see the need for it yeah i mean and you say something about trying to create a utopian word thing i i just feel that well these people just use it as a watch word that's not really what they mean because look at yeah. this most of yeah. the people that eventually lose are the people that were already dis- like they were already in the description world. like they don't really help you in the end it's either you have a lot of money before you go into it and you make more or you have a little yeah. and then you go into it and you lose it <laughs> 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 so who is helping the world like who is making this like utopia i mean it's just uh eventually it's just like a more well-designed ponzi scheme and that, that's what i just say about that i mean it's and it's so difficult to like classify it as that because it doesn't seem like it but it is really you know in some in some sense you know and uh it, i mean of course if you look look at this now you know it has a culture it has a community it's more or less religious like for some the, people it's the language you understand it's a language if you're not into <laughs> nfts like you are a castaway that is exactly what mlm to be cool yes you have to have the the flashing or the the boring the board ape you know nft stuff on your stuff those are those things so you have to old you have to buy the deep you have to just like this is like the construct is very religious and this is typically what they do in like multi-level marketing schemes and with the ponzi schemes you understand what i'm trying to say and once we've also seen is how people have actually embedded like there are so much financial like uh, irregularities that have gone behind so much you just spoke about ftx now just like so many people that have actually gone just like oh, the first, like, I think we talk about the crash. Let's talk yeah, I mean, about look the crash at... of um, exchanges. Yeah. Right, right. That's one of that part. <laughs> I mean, when they crash before. Like, look at it. I think I think it's actually very, very counterintuitive that you have to have a centralized exchanges platform for a decentralized um system. <laughs> I mean, it, it uh, defeats the purpose. And the one thing the worst part of it is that these centralized systems do not have anybody regulating them. 
Yeah. Meaning yeah. that they have the free will to do whatever. And we see, we've seen the result of that. I mean, like, Absolutely. reading about how people get, like, handled the accounting, the management, just because, like, was it even a real company? Like, because their, their structure was so, so terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, owner was able to create a backdoor into the company to siphon funds, you know, the... Then looking at the other, their subsidiaries and the control that he had over them. I mean, see, the person that was supposed to be their, their accountant, I think, was his... Um, was his girlfriend or be his friend? I didn't even know the kind of relationship they had, <laughs> and the other people. And then really, just three people were controlling a company that was, you know, that was exchanging like billions of dollars. And then I'm like, wow, how did this go on for this long? <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what you should expect for. Um, in these days, we 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 kind of see some of our some of the things, like you said, that already existing as uh, in inherently evil. And then when somebody come around and try to go against them, we see them as saviors, and then we we just go blind to everything we've known, and then we just follow them, and we are just giving our you know living our life at their mercy, and then they can just do whatever thing they want to do with it. And that's exactly what we've seen uh, over and over again through the the years a lot of like you said for a lot of money has been lost into the crypto space people have bought nfts hoping that they you know the idea of nfts are even very ridiculous i don't even think we should get there honestly <laughs> i know i, I mean, think the but... craziest part about nfts you know you told me one day that um, um you read that some of those large purchases that were made that people actually put them up and then went to buy them behind the scenes and then claimed that yeah. they sold it yeah <laughs> it's just like what? the biggest sale the biggest sale ever in nft uh 6.9 by by me by that was that's and people's art the guy that bought it from him has been in touch with him prior to the to the he's a crypto entrepreneur anyways uh big niche sundrush but it was on that one pseudonym before meta and what they were actually planning was have a uh, was to have a digital museum that you can uh, you know, come into when you purchase a particular coin, a particular crypto coin, maybe B20 or whatsoever there. And that was the whole thing. So when you look at it very well, it's not maybe somebody actually saw the art and was like, oh, I love this art as an NFT. I want to. It's more like the people, go, go, the people that started the whole thing. Like, okay, we'll buy it and then more people will buy it. And like I told you the other day, most of the artists that really got into it did not actually make those purchases. Some of them were paid to promote them so that golly people like you and I will think is a thing I and think, then I we think, go ahead and purchase with the money. That's the most part of it. You know, you said that some of them, like some of those big, like uh, popular people, artists, yeah, ballers, Snoop Dogg, all this guy, name of those NFT, guys. Uh, not actually yeah. own those NFTs, but they were, yeah. you know, like giving the the NFTs to post and to promote yep. it, and that yep. is just like that is so fraudulent and so I don't even know what to say, so misleading. And sometimes some of these guys don't even know that you know some are some are really fully into it some don't some are being used also it's like both ways you get that kind of thing sometimes just be like oh can you help me promote these things like this you get so and that's the way it is because when, when you think about all these things i like okay but this thing doesn't like 
even when I didn't really understand the NFT space, but something just felt off about it. Yeah. Because it, it, it felt so good to be true. And and some a lot of the events is actually yeah, actually they actually yeah. Like that's exactly how I felt about it. Like even the crypto space or the, like it just felt too good to be true. Like it just felt like ah, ah wow. Like that's why I talk about the, the, an utopian um reality. Like that's how it felt. Yeah. Like it felt like oh we are moving into this like um, alternate world, alternate reality, you know, an outerworldly experience and all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it just seemed like off to me. And then it just <laughs> seemed like, oh, you know, something else that we talked about that if you were not in the end, you were the oh. who won. <laughs> FOMO, fear of missing out. That's the thing, you know. FOMO, I... <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, that, this is not the first time it's happening. Trust me. So it will also happen again. <laughs> so I think I think it's just a it's just a way for us to just. It's not everything you go into. Sometimes you go, sometimes you, say, you don't. You, you just stay. <laughs> so, so that's way. Yeah, and and you know some like um like for example like lots of like um the crypto like companies like you know uh, Celsius uh, BlockFi they were even crypto lenders they were lending crypto yeah they yeah. crashed everything like most like, of the coins like majority of the coins apart from the main ones you know, Ethereum really disrupted the whole space anyways uh, with yeah. their blockchain stuff so but most of the other coins have actually like lost 99% of their value since the highest since their peak yeah wow and the one major one was Luna. <laughs> you know, I, I was this afternoon. Somebody posted like a short story. I don't know if you saw it. It was Dave that posted. Yeah. It. <laughs> and then bought Luna. And then at, at some point it was worth one point eight million dollars. Yeah. And then in how many months the team was worth a thousand dollars? Like that the loss of value is too much. Like anything that loses value that fast. Yeah, doesn't have any value. I mean, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you a simple question. Like, what is the inherent value of these crypto coins? I mean, when you look to at a thousand dollars now, a thousand dollars now, it 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 you get like you know this this were like the foundations we laid in the crypto craze. Like how every means of exchange has always come with a form of value to it. I mean, that's exactly what we're experiencing right now in Nigeria because. Nera has lost value. That is what we keep saying, right? And we don't just wake yeah. up tomorrow and just think that okay, Nera is going to worth a thousand Nera, a thousand dollars, or whatever, something like that. It is like the economy. There's so many factors that come to play that actually make your currency valuable or otherwise. In the in the case of cryptocurrency, it is the demand that does that. Yeah. And you can know what so it means that i can just go and get my guys and come and make a lot of demand to inflate the the price and then suddenly tell my guys let's go back and then it crashes and that's mostly what we've seen over the over the years so it just created a perfect space for people to commit their havoc to do backdoors deals to actually scam people really you know and every single every single talking point of you know the blockchain the crypto space nfts um uh, web3 the main talking space of is revolutionary you can put anything on the blockchain we don't do that rather what we do is you can become rich <laughs> yeah i think i think the, the overarching thing about 
to was the fact that something like as a great investment yeah a get yeah. rich um, rich um, quick scheme yeah a level up scheme like so people were taking their um retirement money pension money to put it to crypto in the hopes of doubling tripling 14 yep. like you know to get multiples of whatever their um, investment was but i think that was yeah. like the great undoing of so many people because people lost a lot like yep. the losses were massive and it's it's just so sad to see and it's still ongoing by the way we still have so many losses still going out there so it might not stop Oof. now yeah <laughs> you know it is not too late to get into crypto it's still the message don't have uh, people like, ends. Yeah. <laughs> don't have people ends, like, um, like um, bitcoin is still going to rise and i'm like okay yeah. even if it goes rise like haven't you learned <laughs> we rise by lifting others like bro this one is uh rise by bringing others down though like bro <laughs> because only people were lifted though the rest were they were down though bro yeah no i think like, the thing is that once yeah. you use it one of the ways that these things have gone up by the years are the new ways they are running them into so originally it was bitcoin it was the coins yeah. then then we had some games too that were like crypto based then we had nfts yeah. you know nfts actually shoot up the prices of bitcoin because obviously for you to purchase nfts you have to pay in cryptocurrency you don't actually pay in dollars or in a year yeah. you actually pay so right now what we have is web3 right so web3 is the, <laughs> is the new thing if something can be created you know to excite people enough of course for you to uh, you know for you to access those things you have to use cryptocurrency that will drive the price up again so you should just, don't but, be surprised you know if something thing, comes up yeah. one thing web3 the, the whole uh, mania around web3 has really died down so <laughs> Because previously on Twitter, like I was seeing Web3 discussions almost every minute. Like Web3 was everywhere. People were, you know, starting up Web3 companies, you know, yeah. we powered by the future. Where company, yeah. I was like, bro, man, what the fuck am I doing with my life, man? I went out Web3, I'm doing Web2 using Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at it. What's the whole point of the Web3 thing is that everything is on the blockchain, like legal contracts, all of those things. Like, yeah, uh, why should, like, you, we, we have our, you can save them in cloud business. Like, we, we have so many things that we've never even explored right now, even in the Web3, in the Web2, that are even more solid than, you know, the, the old, this thing. And one thing again that people don't know that is a big drawback to, the crypto world is the insane amount of energy that the blockchain uses. It's so insane. You know, the, you know the funny thing about it is that for you to mine Bitcoin, the things you need, yeah. you have to pay for it in normal currency. I mean, you cannot exactly. use Bitcoin to pay for computer. Exactly. You need to pay for the fuel. And they use insane amount of energy, like actual insane amount of energy for seven transactions per second. You can, like... <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine it, it, it is not like a good use case many people still don't know that it's good case. so and, and and that's it so well for me I, I think people don't necessarily know I think it's going to be an endless um one oh some people are still going to really really go down the the, the drain uh, oh. 
people don't know trust me that is you that you see you don't know the future you are you are allowing your skepticism have the worst of you it's not yeah. too late think, to get into i think, I think my skepticism has helped me thus far <laughs> i think i'm going oh, to yeah, <laughs> yes i do have to fit all right guys it's been a wonderful time on the podcast arrivederci ciao